0: Hey guys, Jason Davis here Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com. Or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners, check out the Tuttle Twins, and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's non-stop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thanks for being here. I'm Jason Davis, Uncuffed. The truth is, we're in big trouble. Uh, Our constitutional rights have been under attack for a long time. But I have to say, in the last year under this era of COVID, uh, things have gotten substantially worse. And the speed at which uh, all of this is moving is pretty incredible. Things that would have been unheard of just a year or two ago is now commonplace. I mean, could you imagine like a year and a half ago, walking into a bank with a mask on? Could you just imagine that? Um, But now you can't go in without a mask on. And even if you're in places with no mask rules, like where I am, it's still the same. These companies are continuing to do this nonsense. And it's it's just ridiculous. When is it ever going to end? So today I got a really special guest with us. We are going to talk about constitutional issues and why it's important for Americans to take back their constitutional rights. I think that for too long, people have just let their rights be taken from them because many, if not most, of the laws that get passed today are totally unconstitutional. And, you know, we sit around and everybody complains, oh, you know, those stupid politicians, oh, we hate this, we hate that, we don't like this, we don't like that. But what happens come election time, you vote down your ticket line, You're voting straight Democrat or straight Republican. It's the same people that have been there forever. Um, And the same stuff continues to happen. And then we sit around and complain about it. Well, I think we have to start to get active. They need to know we're not going to tolerate this kind of stuff. Um, And if we do that, we might have a chance. So uh, we are going to come back and talk to a very special guest, uh, the president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, He's one of the premier voices on cons- on the Constitution and what law enforcement is supposed to be. As a former deputy sheriff myself, um, right here in my very own home state of Arizona, this is former Graham County Sheriff Richard Mack. Sheriff, thank you for being here. How
1: are you? Doing wonderful, and uh, uh, that's amazing that you know anything about Graham County, because it's the fourth smallest county in Arizona. Uh, and for just for the listeners, it's Graham, like Graham cracker, Graham cracker. and uh, there are two really neat things about Graham County. Uh, well, the, the the three C's of Arizona, and basically the three C's of Graham County, are uh, copper, cattle, and cotton. Those are the three big things in Graham County. But another big, two other big things there are Mount Graham, which is a beautiful mountain. Everybody who w- loves hiking or camping would love Mount Graham and it's right there at the uh, south part of the county and then the other big thing there that I think is one of the world's greatest secrets are the natural hot springs and there are several uh, spas that uh, take this natural mineral water that comes right out of the ground forever it seems like an endless supply and uh, my wife and I love going uh, to the hot tubs, uh, and uh, it doesn't. It costs like eight bucks a person. It's really cheap, and it's it's. I'm telling you, it's wonderful in Safford, Arizona.
0: It's beautiful country. I've been there several times, obviously, um, so I'm totally familiar with the area. Now, I was telling my listeners before the break that our Constitution has been under attack for quite some time, and I feel like. People have people have unknowingly kind of given up their rights um, over time. But in the last year with this covid stuff, I have never seen anything like it. Now, you have taken some heat on your on your coming out against mass and all this other stuff. But but just for mm-hmm. the layperson, I mean, that doesn't know anything about the Constitution. Why is this so dangerous?
1: Well, first of all, uh, our health choices are just precisely that, (laughs) they're my choices. And freedom uh, guarantees that I get to make my own choices. That government is not here to take care of me. Government is here to do one thing and one thing only, protect my rights, protect my liberty. All three branches of government have the same exact assignment, protect and guarantee liberty. In America, liberty comes first. What really gets to me is we now have a government, uh, except for maybe Governor DeSantis and Governor Nome, that say we are the new dictators and we are going to protect you from your own stupidity. It's our job to protect you from anything and everything, including from yourself. And you're too stupid to understand any of these things going on for us to, to teach you and, and reason with you and persuade you. We will force you to do what's best for your neighbors and for yourself and for your families. And if you don't do it, we're going to arrest you. Anybody that thinks that was ever to be America Crisis or no crisis, emergency or no emergency, if anybody thinks that was ever meant to be America, then you don't know anything about American ideals, what we were founded upon, and you need to wake up and smell the coffee, you need to read the Constitution, you need to read about history, and you need to understand that self-governance is what America was all about, and they are now Destroying all of that in the name of taking care of us. No. You can't tell me that you're destroying my freedom of religion, destroying me uh being able to go to church, arresting people for having church, arresting ministers, telling me how to have Thanksgiving, tell me what kind of thing I have to wear on my face, or arrest me for that. Uh, and then tell me, well, we can do that because it's all for your own good. Are you out of your mind? No, no. It's in time of emergency when the Constitution really applies, you know, and and that's that's as simple as I can put it. And I can get a lot madder about that, too. (laughs) I
0: couldn't agree with you more. I've been scratching my head this whole time. Just uh, it's, it's mind boggling. You know, when I was on the job and when I was trained and this is over 20 years ago, but um, when yeah. I went through the academy, I mean, they just pounded into you. You're not going to violate anybody's constitutional rights ever. Um, we're here to protect their rights. And how many people, if you asked them today, would say that they think the government is protecting their rights? I mean, how many? I don't think it's very many.
1: They, no, no. They're just, All people want now is just for government to protect us. They don't care what it is. And... we've been so brainwashed in this country to think that government's here to take care of us. Then everybody, oh, yeah, heck, if they tell me to wear a mask, I'm going to. It's going to save lives. Well, the truth about the mask is that blue paper cloth thing doesn't stop anything. Uh, As a matter of fact, if you're still breathing, then the germ, if you're breathing, where do you think the air is going that you're breathing out? It's going out here, out here, and it's still there when the next person walks where you are. And, and people think that that's stopping the coronavirus. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of, and I don't know anything about it. I'm not a scientist, but I do know that you're still breathing. The only way that the germ wouldn't get out is if you have a balloon over your mouth and nose to where it captures everything. Then you're gonna suffocate, which I'm not sure they care about that either. Also, that mask does not stop the coronavirus germ. Uh, and I've talked to doctors about this, and I've seen, I've seen the evidence about this. It does not stop. It's like, as you said, you've seen it on internet too. That mask is like stopping mosquitoes with a chain link fence. And that's exactly correct. That's not a joke. That's exactly correct. And so they're, they're peddling all these lies. Uh, Fauci has lied numerous times. Well, he's contradicted himself numerous times. And people still think that he's the number one guy in telling me what to do with my health choices. No, no. Uh, I've got too many doctor friends who's, uh, in fact, I've got two of them. Uh, Dr. Batar is one who said Fauci should be in jail. Not just not just wrong, but he should be in jail. And uh, I, I'm kind of heading that persuasion myself. I think he has committed fraud. And uh, I, I, I think he... Uh, He's about as good a doctor as he is a pitcher. And I don't know if you saw him throw out that first pitch uh, last year, (laughs) but that guy can't throw. uh, He throws like a five-year-old girl.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 He's, uh, he's contradicted himself so many times. And um, it's just like anybody that gives him any credibility is ridiculous. Now, interestingly enough, I actually, saw your video um about your experience when you were recently in hawaii now oh yeah now coincidentally i happened to live on maui for two years and i uh oh, you're lucky and i did well that's debatable i oh, did okay. i did jump on with the maui police department but i will tell you that hawaii plays by their own set of rules and what i mean oh, by i know that,
1: that. Oh, and what yeah. i
0: mean what i mean by that is they operate outside the constitution which is one of the main reasons i did not stay there they uh, forget about your second amendment rights forget it and then on right. top of that yeah. I, I, on top of that you, when you arrest somebody tell me what is the one thing that must happen within 24 hours
1: they must see a judge they must know the charges against them yeah, they have a right to uh, bail. Yeah,
0: so they got to have a arraignment, right? Um, True. So they got to go in front of a judge within 24 hours. That's pretty standard, isn't it? True. Well, True. not True. in Hawaii. Uh, if you arrest somebody on a Friday, they don't see the judge till Monday afternoon. But I mean, I saw the video. I mean, you say they harassed a bunch of people at the uh, rally you were at about mass and all right. this, and right. so, so I mean, yeah. just quickly. I mean, how did they, when you, when you kind of approached the officers and was, and were kind of like, Hey, you know, this is a peaceful thing. I mean, nobody's doing any harm here. I mean, what was their reaction like
1: to you? Uh, there were, there was about four or five that I was talking to one guy, a taller guy. He looked, he looked Polynesian. Um, very nice. He was very nice to me. Very respectful. Uh, but the others were kind of just turning their back and going, Oh man, you know, and uh, groaning at me and rolling their eyes at me Uh, but the taller guy he asked me to make an announcement uh, to everyone uh, that they needed to wear a mask or they needed to socially distance and so I told him that this was an anti-mask rally it was a pro-freedom rally and that people are here to self-govern and that that is a personal choice and that nobody should be forcing them to do it I talked to him a little bit about that that You know, that freedom was the most important thing we have in this country. And that means we make our own choices. And uh, so uh, I told him that I would make the announcement and I did. Uh, But then I just kept seeing more cops. You know, nobody paid any attention. No one did what I said. And maybe if I told him that I am asking you to do it because there's going to be trouble, maybe people would have done it. But I said, Honolulu PD has asked me to tell each one of you to wear a mask uh, or to socially distance or both. Nobody moved. I mean, nobody, nobody put on a mask, nobody moved, nothing. And I said, OK, <laughs> but I'd already given my speech and people, I guess, probably knew how I stood. And and so more cops just kept coming in. Uh, first, there was four or five. Then there were seven or eight. Then there was 10 or 15. Then there was 20. And I told the organizers of this event that there's no way I'm going to stay. I said, these cops are going to do something stupid. Uh, I know cops. I've seen their little huddles and powwows that they're having out there. They only arrested two or three people, but they were really mean to the, to the one lady. And I, and I believe she's already filed a lawsuit uh, for excessive force. And so I don't know why they would go after two or three people when there were 600 people there. And so I don't know if why they picked out the ones they did, but slamming that lady to the ground uh, in front of her three and five-year-old children uh, was really an embarrassment. On Monday, I talked with the mayor of the town, and he gave you know he met with me for an hour, and I told him how that I was concerned about it, and I said, "I'll tell you what, I'll offer my constitutional train training for law enforcement absolutely free to you." And your entire governmental staff in, in this town and to all the police, all Honolulu PD. Well, you know, he just kind of hum hot on that. He never accepted the offer. Uh, you know, he didn't get mad or say, no, we're not going to do that. We don't need that. Uh, he did tell me that he's not a constitutional scholar. And that was his excuse for not following the Constitution because he wasn't a constitutional scholar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yes, indeed, I was right. The cops did something stupid, and boy, uh, I'm telling you, they really need the CSPOA training badly. And we're putting that training on now all across the country. A lot of sheriffs are calling and asking for it. Uh, and, And we love it when chiefs of police and sheriffs call and say, hey, could you come here and get our training going? Because we sure need to know about the Constitution. And really, it comes down to this. Should the police in this country, should the sheriffs and police in this country know the proper role for law enforcement within our constitutional republic? You know,
0: well, I mean, isn't that like that's what I learned when I went through the the academy? I mean, isn't that what they're supposed to be teaching now? You're um... I thought so. Yeah, I thought so, too. Now, this is where you've really come in and stepped up. I mean, so the Constitutional Sheriffs and Police Officers or Peace Officers Association is like, as you say, leading the charge, educating sheriffs and police officers all across the country. You're speaking everywhere, um, trying to train them. What I want to get out to the public, though, is how powerful your sheriff is. A lot of people don't know this. Um, But the sheriff is the chief law enforcement officer in the county. So by statute, the sheriff can actually supersede any other law enforcement entity in the county that he's the sheriff. Correct.
1: That is absolutely correct. That is correct. And the biggest reason why is because he's the only one that's voted in or appointed by the people. The people are the power source for every office in this country. They bestow all power. They delegate all power and authority no one else government does not give rights government is here to protect rights god is the only one that gives us our rights so no no there see and that's part of the brainwashing you know somebody always has to be my boss the sheriff only reports Doesn't to pay. the voters to the people yeah and, now, and and people don't get that you know well Who's his boss? Well, you are, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a great that's a great example of our constitutional republic. The people choose, and the and the officer actually swears to protect their rights. The very people that put him into office, he swears to them that he will protect, defend, and obey the United States Constitution. What a great system that is.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people will say, Well, that's you know, that's great to say all that and you know, but it's all BS and but you have actually went toe-to-toe with the federal government and won as sheriff. Can you just tell the audience a little bit about that briefly?
1: Well, I actually sued the federal government, and that was the Clinton administration. So I, I can honestly say I sued the Clintons and lived to tell about it. <laughs> and, and so that, that's another one of the miracles in my life, you know. So, uh, Yes. Uh, but I also uh, stood up to the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers uh, when they wouldn't let a, let the county fix a bridge that they said they were in charge of. So the EPA and Army Corps of Engineers took a long time and they wouldn't let us fix it. The people of the county were really getting ticked off, and they got ticked off at the county commissioners. And uh, finally, the county commissioners voted unanimously just to fix the bridge. Well, then the EPA and Army Corps of Engineers threatened to arrest all the maintenance workers and also arrest the county commissioners. So now I got involved. I'm not in charge of fixing bridges, but now I got involved and I told the Army Corps of Engineers and EPA that they weren't going to arrest anybody in my county and that if they tried to, I would arrest them. So they threatened to also charge us $35,000 a day for every day we're in violation. Well, they left town. They did not come back. We fixed the bridge. Nobody went to jail, and we didn't pay one dime in fines. That is the power of the sheriff. Okay. Bravo,
0: Sheriff. Bravo.
1: And, and the lawsuit that I filed against the Clintons, we shouldn't have had to file a lawsuit. You don't need to ask permission to keep your oath and to do your job. But I was the only sheriff in Arizona who wanted to fight it. I was the only sheriff in the country that I saw anywhere that wanted to fight it. And I was all by myself, I was the first one to file it. I was all by myself for about a month and then Sheriff Prince from Montana, he joined the lawsuit. Then he and I were the only two for a while and then about five other sheriffs joined it. But you can still basically say we were all the Lone Ranger because seven sheriffs out of 3,080 sheriffs did this lawsuit. Uh, Sheriff Prince and I ended up at the Supreme Court in December of 1996. And then on June 27, 1997, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in a five-four split that we, the sheriffs, were correct, that the Brady Bill indeed uh, was unconstitutional. And that lawsuit actually stopped Brady Bills 2, 3, 4, and 5. And that is another miracle that saved the Second Amendment, at least until about right now, because it looks like it's going to be destroyed.
0: Yeah. Although we did get the two-way sanctuary bill passed here just last week, um, so the CSPOA a lot of
1: states pushing back, and thank God for that.
0: Thank God for that. Now the CSPOA, like I said, you're doing a lot of great work. You have the vet your sheriff uh, uh, program, so people know how to vet a sheriff. Um, but yes. for people, for people in the big city like me, like I want to. How would somebody get to the sheriff of Maricopa County, for example? That's a difficult task. It's not like Safford, right? So how do you suggest people go about doing that?
1: You can get to Sheriff Allred in Safford pretty good, but you're not going to get to Sheriff Pinzon in Maricopa County. He's a a company man. He's a strict Democrat. All he cares about is getting reelected, and he's not going to do anything. So if you want a good sheriff, uh, you need to move to Pinal County, Sheriff Lamb, uh, Cochise County, or yes, or move to uh, Mojave County. Got a pretty good sheriff there, Sheriff Schuster. Uh, Probably uh, the number one sheriff in Arizona, though, is Sheriff Rhodes in Yavapai County. He's really staunch. He knows he studied the Constitution. He studied my Supreme Court case. He's read my books. Uh, He's a humble, strong man. And, uh, you know, if I were to go anywhere right now, I'd probably, in Arizona, I'd probably go to Prescott, or at least that area, Prescott Valley, because he's a good sheriff.
0: Yeah, in my county. Okay. Anywhere in the
1: country, uh, but, you know, if you're expecting something good out of the uh, city of Phoenix, you're not going to get it. They're a bunch of socialists. Uh, Penn Penzone is a uh, Democrat loyalist and a socialist, and he's not going to do anything. He's not going to keep his oath of office, and in fact, he has nothing but disdain for anyone who actually tries to suggest such a thing. So we're not going to get all the sheriffs. In fact, our goal is to get 1,000, thousand, one third of the sheriffs in the country. If we get a third, we're going to make it. We're going to make it happen.
0: Now, that brings me to the Arise Tour, which you just announced. Can you tell us about the Arise Tour? How can people plug into that?
1: Well, I don't have their website in front of me, and I apologize for that, but it's going to be all over the place very soon because this is starting May 15th. And actually, on that day, I am actually going to be doing a CSPOA meeting in Lander County, Nevada, which is Battle Mountain, because they're going—they're accepting uh, our plaque and our award, and we're having a big event. Uh, the public's going to be there. There's going to be lots of hundreds of people there, because they're actually going to be the first CSPOA county in America. Wow. They're actually going to be making their county a lifetime member of the CSPOA. So yeah, wow. that is wow, and Impressive. so we hope to we hope to duplicate that a lot, and that is a big event. That's 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 as big as anything that that we're going to be doing on the tour, but we're going to hit eighty four places in three and a half months, and I I think this rise tour is just this. We are the new Paul Revere's, taking uh, our horses across the country and trying to wake everybody up to our awful situation, try to get everybody involved and let people know there is hope for peaceful and effective change. And that the people must be involved in this process with their sheriffs, with their clergymen, and with each other. I believe that if we can get this word to enough people that this tour will change America.
0: I think you're right. And everything you're doing is so important. It's so critical. The website is cspoa.org. That's the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association. Former Sheriff Richard Mack. uh, Sheriff, thank you so much for spending some time. I know you're busy. I'm going to let you go, but I hope to see you again real soon.
1: Thanks so much. Appreciate being with you. Uh, Keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you, sir.
0: Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation.